I'm Michelle, and this is the first episode of The Best Loved Nanny. In this episode, I'm going to tell you how I moved to New York City as a teenager to be a live-in nanny for four-month-old twins. Now, I had no dream of moving to New York City. That was not an aspiration of mine. In fact, when I thought about New York City, I always thought about going there when I was a little old lady to see a Broadway show and taking the Statue of Liberty. And as for nannies, the only information I had came from television shows or movies, and I don't think I understood that it was an actual profession. And I grew up taking care of kids. When I was 11, I became the neighborhood babysitter, and then whenever there was a family event or any event that involved children, I became the ringleader. I babysat all through high school. And in high school, I had a friend named Sarah, and we became particularly close because we worked together at Michael's Arts and Crafts store. And when we graduated, we both decided to take a gap year. I moved to Ohio where I had family and a really good job lined up. And then a couple months later, Sarah reached out to see if she could use me as a personal reference because she was going to apply through an agency to be a nanny. And so that's where I first heard about it. And I said she could use me and she told me a little bit more about it. And then a few months later, she was placed with a family out in Long Island in the Hamptons in a town called Sag Harbor. And like the Hamptons is where a lot of the rich and famous from New York City vacation on the weekends. There are people who live out there year round or have houses that they visit year round. But Sarah's family actually lived there with her two young kids year round. She got that job, and then a few months after that, she asked if I wanted to come visit. And so the plan was that I'd come out and kind of like work with her for a day or two just to see what her life was like. And then we would go into the city overnight because the grandfather had an apartment that he was going to let us use. We were going to see a Broadway show, which we did. We went and saw Rent. That's a story for another time. And so I fly out there. I fly to Islip, which is the airport out in Long Island. And when I get there, the guy that she worked for had his own plane. He had his pilot's license. And he picked me up there, and then he flew us to East Hampton and we got like a private tour of the Hamptons and then we went to their house and the woman she worked for was a twin and her twin sister was there and she was pregnant with twins she was having a girl and a boy that fall this was over the summer and we got to talking and she said you know we're gonna have a baby nurse a baby nurse is like a specialized nurse that comes in that helps with newborns so sometimes families with a lot of money hire these people to come to their house right after baby's born and then really do all the newborn care and this could be a couple days a couple weeks it's normally a couple months and this family was going to have her for a couple of months but then she was going to leave right before the holidays and the family was thinking about going down to the Caribbean they take this trip every year and they were trying to decide if they were going to go with the babies because they'd be four months old and and they were looking for somebody that was like young and energetic with, you know, an extra set of hands. And she admitted, you know, it's going to be a lot of like sitting around and, you know, doing nothing at the hotel while like we're out at the beach, you know, like hanging with the kids. But I had never been anywhere. So this sounded super excited to me. We kept in touch. So I go back and I actually had a job interview with another family, but that's a story for another time. But a few months later, I hear from the woman and she says, yeah, so we're going to go through with the trip. So I'm wondering, do you want to go? Now, again, I did not have a passport and they were going to help me take care of all that. And it was pretty good money. So I was like, okay, yeah. So I took the time off of my other job and they flew me out to New York a couple days before Christmas. And then the woman had offered to fly me on Christmas back home for the day. But like, that seemed so crazy to me. Like, first, it seemed like a lot of money, which is so funny to me now because they were like millionaires. And then second of all, it just seemed like a lot of travel. I was a small town girl, man. That is not, you know, that seemed too big. So I said, no, I'll just stay the whole time. It'll be fine. So they fly me out a couple of days before Christmas. They have a brownstone on the Upper East Side. And so I get there. Now the dad is like super intense. He's a wall 
Wall Street guy. And again, where I come from, I've never met anybody like this, but he's like super intense and not like rude, but very standoffish. And I'm very intimidated. And I like, don't, it's like, don't make eye contact with him. And the woman is very nice. And of course, I've met her before. I did not meet him that summer, but I had met her. She was very sweet. So I spent a couple of days with her family and then it's Christmas morning and she yells upstairs and she's like, Michelle, do you want to come down and open Christmas gifts? And at this point, I'm like immediately regretting this decision to not go home for the day. I miss my family. I'm 19 years old. I've never been without my family on a holiday. And, you know, now she's calling me down to like watch them open their Christmas gifts. And I'm like, okay, I'll be right down. And they go down there and she's got a pile of gifts for me. It was the sweetest thing. She got me this cashmere scarf, which I had forever from Bergdorf Goodman and like these bath sets, like this really nice stuff. She gave me this bubble bath that was in this glass bottle that just looks so fancy with like fancy wording on it. I think it was like in French. I've never used it. I still have it. It's seriously in my house right this moment. I've moved it so many times. I just pack it up and keep moving it. It's not on display. It's not like something that I have out. It's just the soap that I've now carried around in my life for almost 19 years. And so the day was like, ended up being fine. And then the next day we got up and we flew down to the Caribbean and we went to a, on a, on a big plane to a small island. And then we got on a smaller plane to a smaller island. And apparently that they went on this trip every year, but they weren't sure if they were going to go because of the kids or they waited or they booked too late. I don't know the whole deal, but when we got there, we had two separate rooms. So they had a room and then I had a room and the kids slept in my room, although she nursed them throughout the night, but like in my room, but like he needed to sleep or whatever. So we had two separate rooms. And mind you, I'm like coming from living with my parents. So I'm kind of already this kid that like lives at home and lives with their parents. And that's kind of like the vibe for me, which was not the vibe for them at all. But in my mind, I'm just like, oh, this is so fun. So we go and we get our two villas. Okay. So it's the nicest place I've ever been to in my life. And it's like so beautiful. And the guy is so upset because it's like the low budge rooms. And he's like so so disappointed because he wants the villas and he's like this is terrible and I'm like oh my god this is like the nicest thing I've ever seen in my life I could not have been happier but a couple of days in they I guess some people left or they pulled some swings strings I don't know but they get these villas or these bigger rooms they were huge it was like a little apartment but I'm not gonna stay with them and they need me close so they have to get me my own so I basically have this like crazy suite it was so insane anyhow so there I get to know the cleaning woman her name is Velma and she's from the island and she's very sweet. And now I have childcare experience, but I don't really have newborn. I really don't have baby. And Velma starts teaching me things like, you know, this woman has raised so many kids and grandkids. And so she's teaching me things. And at some point, I mean, I'm like, she's got the kids and I'm like, do you want me to sweep? Should I be wiping things down? Like, let's just switch roles because she just would take care of everything. And I learned so much from her. Matter of fact, side story, a couple of days into the trip, she says, it's maybe like a weekend. She's like, hey, I have the day off tomorrow, you know, so I'm not going to see you. And I'm like, wait, I have the day off tomorrow. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I was going to go like jet skiing or something. And she's like, do you want to come into the town with me? I'll come pick you up in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. She's like, okay, great. Like I'll meet you at the front desk at like eight, nine, whatever. I'm like, okay, great. Well, I don't tell the people that I'm working for. And I don't know. I just, again, the guy was like super intense. And I don't know. I was like, just, I just decided not to tell them. And this is before cell phones were like smartphones. And I don't think I had an international plan. And I don't even know if I had text messaging, like, this is like way before any of that, okay? So I just leave. So I go to the front gate and Velma comes. She picks me up on this bus and I get on the bus and I pay and there's like, or she pays for us and there's like people and a couple chickens and it's just like you just hold on and you're going down the dirt road and it was awesome. And so we get to this town and she takes me around. She knows everybody. She's just kind of doing the sights in her little town. We went shopping. We met up with her daughter. I had like my first piece of like sugar cane that we're just like chewing on and I got some tea to drink. It was just a really fun experience. And I actually kept in touch with Velma for years. We did eventually lose touch. 
But so the family, so she takes me back and the next day the family is like, you know, how'd it go yesterday? We didn't see you at all. Like we didn't see you anywhere. What did you do? Did you sleep all day? And I was like, oh no, I went into the town. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I went to town. They're like, with who? <laughs> the cleaning lady. She's my friend. <laughs> They're like, you cannot leave the, re- first of all, you cannot leave the resort and you definitely can't re- leave the resort without telling us like where you're going and who you're with. Like, what if something happened to you? And I realized, okay, the error of my ways, this would be the first of many. Stay tuned, feature episodes. <laughs> so anyway, so a couple of days after that, we're sitting out, we're all having lunch and we're sitting out on the patio. And it's funny, I remember from this lunch that she so casually and comfortably reached across and grabbed a handful of my fries. Like she had ordered a salad and I had like the double burger with like extra side of fries. And she reached over and grabbed the French fries and dipped them in my ketchup and ate them. And I just just thought, she's so comfortable with me. It was like having a big sister in a way. And so she says, look, we have really enjoyed having you here. We think you're doing a great job. You know, we don't have a nanny back in the city. And we're wondering if you want to maybe just stay and not go back to the Midwest. You could live with us. You'd live in that room. And they kind of told me what they were thinking. And I really wanted to do it. But I was like, I need to go call my mom. Can I go call my mom? They were like, yeah, sure. Again, this is before international plans. Like I didn't use my cell phone. So I went back to my villa and in my villa in the bathroom was a phone. I think I felt like I had double privacy because I went in there and I shut that door and I called home. My mom picked up and I was like, look, they offered the job. And Sarah had kind of told me that we kind of thought that might happen. And I said, okay, they, you know, they offered me the job. I don't know what to do. What do you think I do? My mom was like, well, I can't make a decision for you, but I can tell you this. Like, I would never want to look back and think, what if? Like, what if I didn't go to New York? And she's like, and also if you wanted to go to New York and then it didn't work out, like, what's the worst? You could just always come home right? You could just always come home. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. I'm like, okay, because I think I want to stay and I think I want to do it. And my mom was like, okay, then you should stay. You should do it. And I was like, okay, okay. And she's like, how's it going? I'm like, good. I went into town the other day with this woman. My mom's like, don't be venturing off people you don't know. And I'm like, okay. I went back outside and I sat down and I said, okay, my mom said it was okay. And they were like, okay, great. And I was like, okay, great. We just went back to eating my French fries. And so when the trip was over, I moved back to New York City and I lived with them on the top floor of their brownstone. The twins were down the hall and they had like a a full bedroom with their own bathroom. And then in the hallway, there was a small bathroom. And then at the end of the hall, there were two bedrooms. It might have at one point been one bedroom that was divided in half. And I had the green room on the right with a little closet. And I could see out my window. It was right up against another building. And there was a couple. And I could see them like fold their laundry and lay in bed and talking to one another. And I could sometimes hear them. And I could hear the horse and carriages from Central Park. So it was really close to Central Park. And it was on the path that the, the horse and carriages would take back to the stables at night. And you could hear that and the sirens. And it was just this big city outside. Again, I had never dreamed of moving to New York. So when I got there, it was so overwhelming. It wasn't like things, you know, when you prepare for it is one thing, but I was completely unprepared. And then I stayed with that family. I have lots of stories. So I will be telling lots of stories about my time with that family. And while I was with them, I did a Broadway internship and I opened up a whole world of Broadway experiences and opportunities, which I'm really lucky and thankful for. And I'll talk about those as well. So I was with them for a couple of years. And then I moved out with a friend of mine who had a rent-stabilized apartment in Hell's Kitchen. I think it was like $600 a month. We lived there for a couple of months and then we got evicted. Anyway, I went on to be to work as a receptionist. And then I was a personal assistant to a woman who was completely blind. And I helped start and run a wine company 
for her. And I worked in big monthly publishing. I worked in small publishing. I was I had a home organizing company. Um, I did lots of jobs in my time in New York City, and all of those will come into play. I'll be telling stories here not only as my time as a nanny, but also just a lot of my story in New York City. A lot of my audience comes from TikTok. I've been telling stories over there for quite a while. So I want to thank everybody who has helped facilitate and pushed me to get this first episode done. I'm looking forward to having this platform to sharing longer stories with everyone. And I wanted to say, if you are a nanny and you have your own story, I am going to have opportunities for nannies to share their stories through me where I will tell your story. A lot of nannies are in NDAs where they're not allowed to talk about their position or they just want to stay anonymous. And so I'm hoping to facilitate stories for other nannies. You can check out more information about how to do that on my website, thebestlovenanny.com. If you're not following me on TikTok, my handle's Ogarza. And this is going to be my awkward ending until I figure out a better one.